0: Hello everyone! Welcome to the Humane Revolution episode seven already. Seven? Yes. <laughs> uh, I think so. Um, hello everyone from Stockholm, Sweden. As usual, we are here again, KTH Innovation Building, in the center of Stockholm. And today I have with me only Javier. Like it's complicated times to record the podcast because <laughs> everyone's on vacation, man. But... But we're here, the, the, the cosy team never uh-huh. never sleeps. Never sleeps. Well, we sleep, but we, we, we had vacation last month, in, in fact, so uh-huh. now we're here at Stockholm. How are you doing, Javier? How's everything going?
1: Good, good. All good? Really relaxed. Holidays.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Did you go on holidays? No. No? Javier, <laughs> you have to go on holidays, man. Aye. Soon, soon. <laughs> okay, so, well, uh, because we were not on holidays... During this August, uh, the 5th of August, we were able to go to an event that was very, very interesting here in Stockholm. And it was an event held at Norshien House. Um, Norshien, well, we can talk about that maybe later. And first introduce what we went there to do. Uh, We went, like, the whole Cosa team, it was Anna, Carl, you and me. Mm -hmm. And we went to an event by Tristan Harris. So... Maybe many of you know him because he's the protagonist of The Social Dilemma, the documentary of Netflix. Um, But Tristan Harris, basically, he's an ex-Google and uh, the co-founder of the Center for Humane Technology. And now related to this concept of humane technology, he not much more during the last two years because of COVID, at least that's what he said. Uh, but he's like traveling all around the world trying to move or to lead this movement of humane technology, you know. And I think that for us it was like very, very interesting. Mm. And, well, to give a little bit of context of what is Norskjern, because we said that we were there, but basically Norschen it's a foundation. They have a building in Stockholm, in central Stockholm. And uh, their mission, what they want to do is to create Europe's Largest hub for impact entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So it's like this concept of not only, you know, creating startups that generate money, but they create a high impact in society, um, like uh, positive impact on maybe like needs on underdeveloped countries mm-hmm. or that help uh, create a sustainable growth and incorporating everyone into, um, let's say, the development of the economy, no? And and no, like having this new like social dimension of of entrepreneurship also, no? Yeah. But also creating businesses. That's super complicated and <laughs> that's what they they want to empower. No. Norskian also has a venture capital fund. Mm. So let's say they support these um, impact startups, but they also can support them with some funding also. And I think it's a very interesting space. They have like super cool offices in the center of Stockholm, like super open space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting. Like my girlfriend was there like in the afternoon in the in the mingle and she's an architect and she was taking some photos of the building and so on, you know, because architects do these things. Yeah. They go to places and when they're like cool places and so on, they take photos of things. And uh, and yeah, it was very interesting, honestly. And who is Tristan Harris? That is the person that we went there to, to, to hear, no? Yes. Uh, Javier, do you have some data about him? Because we were talking about uh, this previously. Uh, and, and yeah, basically, you can yeah, introduce him. Yeah, have some insight
1: information. Okay. So uh, he studied in Stanford. He studied uh, human persuasion. Uh, then he did a master in human-computer interaction, where he was classmate with one of the Instagram founders, Kevin Sistrom. Uh, so basically he start, um, uh, a startup called Upture mm-hmm. that Google bought it okay. in 2011. Uh, so he ended up working in Google mm-hmm. and yeah, so know. then he started doing movements inside the company yeah. with, within his colleagues, mm-hmm. talking about, uh, the big responsibility that, uh, Facebook, uh, Google, and like big, uh, tech companies had in like, uh, how much time are the users spending mm. in the app? So that's how he created uh, actually the center for humane technology. Mm-hmm. That the name
0: before was uh, time well spent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He talked about it in the in the in the in the, <laughs> the lecture. I remember, like he uh, talked about how he tried to start a movement inside mm-hmm. the company. Yeah, uh, because like he was noticing that like they're the products that Google was developing because he was like and like at that moment he was an a technology ethic, ethicist at Google. Mm. And he was like noticing that uh, the products were like causing some, let's say, unethical or harmful situations for users like addiction, like there are like some you know like weird espionage of what people are doing on the internet, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So he always says, I mean, because I've I've heard some TED talks uh, from Tristan Harris, mm. but also he I think he mentioned that also, that you know, like he started like talking about that inside the company and looked like yeah, like people started to talk because he was like sharing like a PowerPoint around or something like mm. that, and then suddenly nothing, nothing happened.
1: Mm.
0: And that's when he like got like super frustrated and said like, bro, I have to do something about this. And then he started the Center for Humane Technology, and he uh, starred in this documentary called The Social Dilemma yeah. uh, on Netflix, uh, where he had, well, uh, the creator of the Like button, for example, from Facebook, yeah. the CEO, I don't know if ex-CEO of Pinterest, and a lot of personalities from the tech scene that uh, were talking also about all these things, no?
1: Yeah. No, yeah, and it's crazy as well. uh, The introduction of the presentation that he had, Hmm. it was Paleolithical feelings, medieval institutions, and godlike technology. Hmm. Because it makes so much sense, you know, like we are so primitive as species that we have like really primitive feelings. Hmm. Then we have like really old institutions, Hmm. and then we have like really advanced technology. Yeah. So really it's like
0: so easy to have like misuse of this technology, no?
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think that I mean and let's see like the presentation or the talk uh, was let's say it was like the first slide, maybe, you no, know? like everything was like to set the stage, he said this this phrase, you no, know, like Paleolithic uh, feelings or emotions, mm-hmm. no, medieval yeah, institutions yeah. and God like technology. Um and I think that, you know, like I, I, I've read some some research things, but I'm not an expert at all, but I've read some things that We're talking about how like human beings are evolving a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. like since uh, the ancient Greek, we have evolved like, I don't know, like, like a very tiny amount. But there has been an evolution, but still like, man, like what has happened to human, the humankind in the last century, Mm. in the last 100 years, man, like, you know, like, like who could have imagined what what a mobile phone was in the 1920s, you know? So I think that there is like a, a very important disassociation between what we are as human beings, let's say, made of or designed for, biolog- biologically designed for, and what we are capable of doing. No? Like I, I see like there is this thing that people talk a lot about nowadays, or at least back in Spain, I hear a lot of conversations about this, like <coughs> about how, um, let's say like how we are not made. To receive 2,000 inputs and to hear the opinion of uh, 10,000 people about a mm. topic, you know, like it's simply overwhelming. No, mm. so so I think that well, it's well phrased because I think that that's that's a huge. I mean, not necessarily a problem, but it's a disassociation that we have to confront. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. Well, I feel like uh, Tristan Harris got all this attention, or like the topic. Mm. more than him actually like the topic got all this attention thanks for the media as well like uh, all the media reach that got uh, the documentary the social dilemma like i don't know i assume that you've been like involved in the topic maybe even before Mm. but like for me and like most of the people i know it was known you know that you will know there was all this problem with like uh, cambridge analytica yeah 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 there was all these things going around that you were like, okay, Facebook is doing something suspicious and stuff. But yeah, then like the documentary just like confirmed everything. And yeah, I just feel like uh, it was time to open the eyes because uh, Hmm. so many problems going around it, you know, like the misuse of social media or like
0: any tech actually. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, what he basically talks about Tristan Harris is about, um, let's say, it's not as simple as technological companies are evil and we have to be good people to solve the problems. Mm. Like he talks about something that is deeper than that, that is in the very foundations of technology, of how technology is conceived and how these companies understand technology. And he talked a lot about, the I remember, the, this concept of the attention economy. Mm.
1: You
0: know? Uh, that, well the attention economy could be explained as the, let's say like the economical proposals or business models mm. that are let's say like based on exploiting your attention. So to give an example, uh, what is an attention economy example is a Google Ads, let's say mm. how does Google earn more money? through ads by having you more time stick stuck to the screen, basically, no? Mm. And how do they do that? Well, they don't do it in an innocent way. No? Mm-hmm. They, they study psychology. They study the human uh, flaws and the human um, weaknesses. And with that, they design uh, advertisements that are capable of capturing your attention And uh, with that, they are capable of selling the ads at a very high price now. And that's just like the peak of the iceberg, because then we have social media like Facebook or others that, you know, basically what they do is they design a feed with uh, recommendation algorithms or whatever thing to keep you stuck. Because it's as simple as this. The way they make money is if they know exactly what you are seeing at, at at the very moment, and when they have absolute control of what you are looking at and for long, how long you're looking at that, they can sell the ad at a higher price. And that's how they create the business around the attention economy. You know? And that's one of the concepts that he talked about a lot, no? like how mm-hmm. that has like very negative effects on addiction, on mental health problems. We've all heard about this disclosed document about how Instagram affected uh, yeah. a young girls' mental health. I think we talked about yeah, we'll that talk in, about what, in one podcast, no? So it's, like, proven they know the harm that they are causing, but it's like, whatever, you know, let's, let's keep making money, no? Mm. And that's what Tristan Harris tries to denounce also a little bit.
1: Mm. Um, I assume it must be, like, really encouraging for you to, like see the movement you're trying to do with Kose, hmm. uh just to see it replicated in a like bigger scale, yeah. you know, with like Tristan Harris that is like, is your God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I just say I just think like it must be like so encouraging to like see someone that is like, hey like we gotta fight for this and yeah. kind of supporting the cause at the higher level. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel?
0: Yeah, no, that's a very good question. I think that it was very important. Like, we talked about that now mm. when we were having some beers afterwards. Um, that it was like very, bro, we're doing the right thing, mm. you know. Like, um, I don't know if Kosa will be successful or not. I truly believe that, yes. Mm. I think that we have done a lot of research on philosophy, ethics, and psychology. Um, and we are doing the right thing, okay? I know, or we know, or we expect to know that content creators, brands, etc., they need the services that we can offer them mm. because, as we like related to what we were talking previously, like like Facebook, etc., they cannot offer these services because their business model is based on their ads and keeping all the data for them. No, so. So, yeah, I think that the philosophical or psychological principles under which Kosa was conceived or has been developed upon are very aligned with what Tristan Harris says, mm. and that is very energizing, I would say you know because like i in the end, like Tristan Harris is somehow like the person that is like in the jungle like opening the the yeah. path you know yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, thinkers, uh, people behind the path keys that, that he's creating, and that has like absolutely, truly, pos- true possibility of creating an impact in society. You know? mm. One day, I would like to bring to the podcast uh, a girl that I met some some a month ago, maybe something like that, and she developed a framework mm. for companies. You know, like these typical like business frameworks to develop your business. Blah, 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 blah. But it was based on the principles of the Center for Humane Technology. So it was mm-hmm. about how to build a humane business. You know? And not only how to build it from zero, but also how to transform your business into a humane business. You know? <laughs> um, and it was very interesting, and I've been talking with her a like couple of times, and it would be great to have her one day and talk about humane technology and this framework of humane technology that she developed. So you see, there are a lot of initiatives, there are a lot mm-hmm. of things happening, because he's opening this path, and, uh, and all, not, not only him, but the Center for Human Technology, mm-hmm. that there's a lot of people like working there, also for this mission every mm-hmm. day. And, you know, also, like, maybe to conclude this part, it's also, like, the reason why we started the Humane Revolution, like, you know, like, the Humane Revolution is like a separate brand from COSA, and the reason for that is, like, if Feel that Cosa is not only a startup; mm. uh, it's like a cultural proposal that we want to put here in the game. Like we want to propose a new business model, a new uh, company culture, a new technological perspective, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that is more humane, that is more inclusive, that you know, that is capable of creating a high impact in society, a high positive impact, and that you know, it's you know, of course, it's a business, but it's mm. not. All about money, you know. I think, and I can, we can talk about uh, some well a concept that is called zebras. Have you ever? Zebra. Yeah. No, no. Like okay, because there's I've read this in the LinkedIn of the Center for Humane Technology mm-hmm. that the zebra thing is like a counter proposal to the unicorn culture. So the unicorn culture in startups is like growth no matter what, make money, revenue, et cetera, et cetera. Then layoffs arrive because you have created an unsustainable growth, whatever things. Of course, always is more complicated than that, but yeah. So the zebra thing is like a movement to create zebras instead of unicorns. And zebras are like startups that they not only have like a profitable business model, but they are capable of creating a positive impact in society and that they are responsible with the consequences of what they do. No? Mm. So it's a very interesting concept and like, I don't know, like I applied some weeks ago to it, to a community that they have online, whatever. One day they will have it in Kose, uh, I hope so. No? Um, and yeah, I logged, in, I logged in the other day and it was very, very interesting, no? like a lot of resources to, to help create this. No? So you see. In general, Center for Humane Technology, Tristan Harris, like w- going around the world, the Zebra Initiative, etc., etc. Mm. There are a lot of initiatives around this, the humane technology, this concept of humane technology, and Tristan Harris is definitely one of the leaders of that. And it's incredible having him, like in Stockholm, like in front of you, uh, talking about this. is, Like very, yeah, I don't know, powerful, like inspiring. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I have one question. Was it the Zebra uh, concept? Kind of in a like graphic table compared with a unicorn.
0: Yeah, I mean I've seen that on LinkedIn. Ah, okay. okay. Because I don't know maybe you followed me and I liked one of those uh-huh, and you and yeah, you saw yeah. it. So I don't know. Eh? Probably, maybe probably something probably. like that. So yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, so what about Kose? Like, what's the future of Kose now? What what's expecting Kose hmm. now?
0: Well. Uh, well, you know, we can give some news here. Like also, like, and it's important to say, like, like also, like, one of the ideas of the podcast or, or creating the human revolution is like also to create a space to be like maybe more transparent as a company. Hmm. Like, if you hear to me l- what I think about things or so on, like, or what Javier, Carlos, hmm. and the people that we invite and so on, like, I think it's also an exercise of transparency with the people and with the users, the future users of Cosa, okay. no. Um, And, well, COSA News. We are going to launch, like, in one month or two months from now, uh, the alpha version. It will Mm -hmm. be a closed uh, alpha version. So, well, I invite everyone to go to community and uh, join the waitlist. And you will be, well, one of the few first to try the new era of social networks, hopefully.
1: So people that will get into like the waitlist they will proper, proper like we'll be able to use the app
0: yeah well a web app in this case uh-huh. it will be uh-huh. uh, like only the web page when we we will start with that and yeah like if you you, you join the waitlist um, unless we have some traffic flaws or any problem with that yeah, everyone should be able to use the or to try the alpha version yeah, yeah. so that's everywhere idea. in the world um yeah, yeah, I mean uh, we will try we'll try to offer the best service possible to all, all around the world because I mean in the end, let's say like you have to create an architecture that is capable of supporting um the quality service that we want to give. Mm-hmm. Like if you're let's say like if you're serving a web page from uh Europe and a person logs in from uh Tokyo, Japan, like it's going to be able to log in, but it's not going to be the service that we want to give. So in the end, we will try to create, a, like, with the resources that we have, <laughs> mm. create the infrastructure that we need for that. But, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And I don't know, like, maybe, co- like, coming back to the humane technology, like, this is, mm. like, a, a little sneak peek of course, of <laughs> you know, what we're going to do. Um, one thing that it was, like, I don't know, interesting, let's say, like, he talked about tristan harris i remember that he was talking a lot about the concept or like you know like more like in the idea level but he was not giving like any recipe or like very like straightforward uh, path of what to do to solve things no Mm -hmm. so it's like you know it's like more like uh i don't know like talking about values and this kind of stuff and so on it's like you know, that demonstrates how complicated it is. Mm. You know, it looks like super simple, but it's not.
1: Yeah, there's no path. Like, you need to create it yourself.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know, like, there are, like, a bunch of concepts and, and so on that he... That, I mean, it's, like, very intense uh, and very, like, deep philosophical study of things, but still, yeah. like, how to bring that to a sustainable business... It's very complicated and I think that it's also like you know it's, it's also a part of until you don't have the ecosystem mm. like it, I think it's very complicated to be like the first one and I have also always like this theory uh that the first one like in the in the tech or like in the I don't know social media software services whatever thing like the the first one never succeeds mm like you know MySpace and um, Photolog? Do you use
1: Photolog?
0: Like no. I don't even know what is that. Ah, okay. So, yeah, yeah, so Photolog and Instagram, I guess, no? MySpace on Facebook, Vimeo yeah. and YouTube. Like Vimeo is still a big thing, no, but it's mm. not as big as YouTube, no? Yeah, yeah. And it goes and it goes. Like Vine, do you remember Vine? Yeah, that was Vine was TikTok, TikTok man. Yeah, it was yeah. basically TikTok, but it wasn't successful because it was like too ahead of time or whatever reason, but You know, so Mm -hmm. it's like there's some I feel like there's always like some startups, initiatives, things that they do a lot of pedagogy, Mm. pedagogical work. They change humans way of thinking about things. But, you know, like they get burned out in that process, Mm. you know, like Vine, like it was like very innovative in the end. No? It was like changing how we consumed um, how, we, how we consume videos in the end, no? Mm. It was, well, it was changing, but you know, like, like you see that every single time like things seem like super revolutionary, but they are linked to something in the past. Mm. Because Vine in the end was like, the intention was to bring like the, the cat, the, the videos of cats from YouTube, that they yeah. were very popular at that time. Bring that to an app, no, and then like TikTok, evolves I mean, I guess that there's no link between TikTok and Vine, but it still like works on the same concept, but brings it to another level with an improvement that is like AI algorithms that recommend you everything and keep you like addicted, like if it was heroin. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah, but also I feel like it's really important the tools they give you, you know, because like I feel like before if you wanted to edit a video it was like a really big thing, you know? Mm. You had to, like, go to a computer and, like, download the software and know mm. how to use it, you know? Like, I feel like kids can edit videos, like, better than everyone, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, the other day I was listening to a podcast and it was, like, a YouTuber, like, a Spanish YouTuber from the very, 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 very beginning. Mm. He was... They were talking about what software did you use to uh, to edit videos and so on, you no? mm. But it's true that now, like, you know, man, like, I don't know, you can use Instagram... Yeah. Instagram has, like, uh, editing tools mm. and so on. like And there's a lot of um, apps for the mobile phone to edit videos and so on, so it makes it, like, much, much easier. So, of course, like, there's an evolution on the tools, and that's why perhaps, like, it was not the moment of buying But you never, let's say, it's super complicated to know, or even impossible to know, if it's the moment for something, mm. no. However, I think that... You know, like that, like what the value that the Center for Human Technology brings and what Tristan Harris is doing, like the value that it creates, it's um, being that unsuccessful startup, being that unsuccessful venture uh, project, whatever thing that opens the path to create or to the success in the future. No? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the, um, you know, and in the end, it's like a nonprofit organization. So they if they lose who cares like you know like well someone cares but <laughs> i mean yes but like there's like there's not so many things at stake exactly because yeah. it's not a business because when it's a business maybe when they're in a difficult situation they're go- they're going to do whatever it takes to make profit you know hmm. because when you're in the situation that you have to pay salaries at, at the end of the month but like okay you're going to say yes like the ethical thing is super nice but let's start selling ads because we have to pay, yeah, yeah, exactly. pay you know because i think it's not as easy as when you're in the situation that you are, I don't know, the leader, the CEO, the boss, whatever you want to call it, of a company, and there's, like, families that they are relying on you to pay, you know, for the for the kids, uh, whatever thing they need, or families, and so on. Mm. Um, I think that it gets, you know, like, people start to do unethical things, because when you're in that situation, things don't get that obvious, no? Mm. So again like it's a non organization and so on so it gets like a very okay we have no compromises no they are like a little bit more loose more free in the sense of we can be like super like super strict or we can be super loyal to our principles and there's no reason or there is much much less reasons to betray no what we are in this sense no so I think that, uh, well, in the end, they are creating an eco- ecosystem, mm. okay? They come to Stockholm, and they gather a lot of people. We met a lot of people in there. Yeah, you know? yeah. We met, like, from people working on, like, venture capital firms to, uh, like, startup incubators and so on. So, like, there's, you know, a lot of people coming into into place. You know, we met another guy from from KDH Innovation also. Uh,
1: ah, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So... So, yeah, that's, that's the value for me of the Center for Humane Technology, of what Tristan Harris is doing, no? uh, that is creating the ecosystem so that they are the first failure of humane technology mm-hmm. and the things that come afterwards are only success.
1: No? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's like, you could call it the pioneer mm. in the topic. I feel like um, it's necessary nowadays, really, like because uh, I don't think there's many people doing it. There is some movements, and there mm. is, but I feel like he's really, like, the guy right now.
0: Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, like, I don't remember the exact name, but he's, like, on these lists always of the top thinkers of the world, like top people shaping the future of mm. of humanity, humankind, and so on. So, So, yeah, I mean... Very inspiring, and and this is the key for me: the ecosystem that they are creating. That's I, I will repeat it again and again. But that's mm. the most important thing, or the biggest value that they are bringing onto the table: the ecosystem that you are generating. Mm. And from there, like then, we will see startups and we will see initiatives that they are successful. And the Center for Human Technology's name will not appear there, but it will be thanks to them, also. No? Yep.
1: I think we can start closing. Yeah. you want to do the... Um, <laughs>
0: what? The honor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so yes. Well, very short talk uh, today. was a little bit shorter. We just wanted to talk a little bit about this. Um, you know, uh, our time span, we were talking about this. Between half an hour and 50 minutes, uh, the, the episode with Tony was like 56 minutes, I think. Mm. And it was like super short. Like, I've talked with some people that listen to it and it was like man that podcast was like 15 minutes for me (laughs) so well it it not always has to be long to be fun and intense so today we end up here a little talk about humane technology tristan harris and the center for humane technology i encourage everyone please if you have some time check it out check out uh, tristan harris Uh, check out the social dilemma documentary on netflix it's super super interesting and i hope that not too creepy because sometimes some people freak out no yeah it is (laughs) and uh, check out the center for humane technology um and well as always to close with this um, please uh, join us in this conversation afterwards share your ideas thoughts and everything uh, after the podcast like we would like to hear what you think if you knew about what humane technology was, like because maybe like for me it seems very natural, like for you more or less, but maybe like there's a lot of people that bro, what the fuck is this? So well, <laughs> this is a short introduction to humane technology by what, uh, by our, by us, by Cosé, and by our experience at the event of Tristan Harris. And with that, thank you Javier for today. Thank you. And see you next week. Bye bye.